That's Champions League Picks Edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-Pontine in the northeast of England. Today is, what is it, Monday, February the 12th, and we are here to pick apart the Premier League weekend, which just finished about four and a half minutes ago, and... Uh, the Champions League is back. Uh, me and Barry both forgot the Champions League was back till about four hours ago. That's how professional we are. Uh, but we'll talk about that as we go. So, yeah, Champions League picks. Not that they're rust or anything, you understand. Uh, Champions League games on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, joining us uh, from what looks like also Newcastle-upon-Tyne um, because it's not where Bruno lives. It's uh, it's Mrs. Penaluna's um, conservatory. Barry, how are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm all right. I'm tired and I'm very, very cold. Um, this conservatory is the only quiet place in my mum's house, uh, but it's absolutely freezing because it doesn't get heated through the winter. So it's um, Baltic. I'm very cold. I've got a blanket over my lap here. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm all right. I'm all right. Just very tired. Yeah, we had the last hour under a blanket together last night, actually, didn't we? Watching the Super Bowl. It was... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, tired and emotional badge from the Super Bowl party. It was very good fun. Uh, thank you very much. We ate well and drank well. It was a long old night because I think it was the longest Super Bowl on record, wasn't it? It was only the second second ever game that went over time. So uh, it's just, I mean, I've been tired today. I've been hungover, like, but it's just a long, slow, steady drink. And that gives you a different type of sort of hangover. It's the, it is, it, it's draining, like, because we got yours at about half seven last night. and. Ten hours later, we're still waiting for uh, Patrick Mahomes to throw the game-winning touchdown. Um, the firstly, let's get the uh, the news that both sides of the ocean wanted. Barry, the 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 beer pong trophy is no longer in my possession. Sour news for everybody. I lost in the semi-final to Carl Pedaluna, the eventual winner. Um, I'll be honest, Baz, I didn't play well all night. Even when I went through. The first couple of rounds, I just wasn't feeling it. Like, um, don't know what it was, whether I was underprepared or got a bit cocky, something like that. But uh, so that was disappointing. Um, but it was a fun night. We did okay with our Super Bowl picks, actually, Baz. Um, yeah. Most of the game scripts, I think we had right unders, which was correlated to field goals, which was correlated to people not doing much stuff. Pacheco um, missing out on his uh, rushing total, let most of the most of my same game parlays down. Um because apart from that, I sort of I was I was around on on everything. And we missed on the national anthem as well, didn't we? On the Noah gave the entire network a bum steer on the under 91 seconds in the national anthem. But yeah, it was a good night, Baz. Um I can't believe just before we started, I saw you pick up 
and take a slug from a large glass of red wine, Baz, because I yeah. would not thank you for that. Like, I've got my cup of tea, as per usual, um, but I don't think I could handle a, handle a booze right now. You're an absolute animal, Baz. I felt okay. I felt fairly fresh, uh, despite having an absolute skin full last night. As you say, it's a slow and steady one. Like, I probably got through 15, 16 beers, but over a 12-hour period. Um, yeah. So I woke up. I woke up early this morning. I was tired, but not hungover, not rough. Um, I came back down to my mum's after a few hours, and then had a nap this afternoon. Woke up again, went again, and I've been out for a curry tonight. Um, I promised to take um, the little one for a curry. She's never been to. She loves a curry. She's never been to an Indian restaurant before. We never go because Chloe, the oldest one, isn't a big fan. Uh, but she's off ah. skiing at the moment, so we said, "Oh, we'll go down." To, uh, Cafe space and go for a nice curry. So me, Helen, and the little one, and my mother, all been out for a nice, uh, nice Indian take, uh, nice Indian meal tonight. So she's I, a funny one. Like, she likes getting involved in stuff like that. I, I, I quite, uh, I like a sense of adventure, Buzz. But uh, um, no, yeah, so as I say, not, not too rough. But as you say, similar to you, Super Bowl picks was good. Um, my main picks was was the Chiefs, same as you. Um, my main prop pick was Kelsey's yards. Um, the bond that let me down was him not getting a touchdown, and he had a sniff at it in overtime. Yeah, um, he got close, and if he'd hit that, that would have hit almost everything for me. But um, okay, it was a slow burn, I wasn't it came to life late on. Um, but yeah, yeah it was. Was, was what we thought it would be. It was good. It was it was a fun night. We we said next year one of the, we, on the prop sheet we need what time your brother's going to slow off to bed because he never <laughs> lasts much beyond half time. Then you could easily say. And I was about one thirty-eight in the morning. So where's Jamie? And he's gone. Sure enough, he was uh, conspicuous by his absence. So that's the big over under next year. Is what I, I should point. I did have a success yeah. last night, although it wasn't in the beer pong. I went out in the first round, um, which was disappointing. Mafia did message me last week to ask if my beer pong was any better than my ten-pin bowling. Um, <laughs> the answer to that was no. Um, <laughs> no, he's shaking both. But I did win the props contest. Um, with a score of uh, yeah. 13 out of 20, um, I got right on the prop sheet, so I, I won the props contest and a cash prize for that. So, not all bad. I won the network playoffs contest, Barry. Won two thousand dollars, and I can't claim because I'm in the wrong country. So, that's the biggest win I've had this weekend. It's just going to sit there dangling like a big mozza ball that I can't get my hands on. Um, so that was fun. Uh, the chat is. Full of beans, Riley was first in. How you doing, Serial? Um, commiserating with old Roy Hodgson. Kyle Wilcox is in, Slick Rick. Uh, James Mafia. Duke uh, Lee, up the Burnley. Ryan Garcia, glory, glory. Um, and Michael Roberts as well. So evening, everybody. Um, yeah, the Premier League picks were pretty shit. I needed a winner tonight to get myself into plus money. And I took Palace to score two goals. I wanted to fade Chelsea. And I still think that was probably the right thing to do because I've watched it and it was dog shit. And Chelsea were dog shit, but Palace were dog shit. Um, and Chelsea scored two goals in injury time. Um, but Palace never looked like scoring one goal, let alone two. So, yeah, I finished down on the week. I picked six money line players this week, bars out of 10. And I got five wrong, but not just wrong. I got them completely the other way. So the five of the six teams I took to win actually lost. Yeah, so if you parlayed them, you'd have been a rich man. You could have retired. Like um, I took, I've got them written down here. Wolves to beat Brentford. No. Nope. Uh, Luton to beat Sheffield United. 
other way around. Bournemouth to beat Fulham, lost. Um, now, I'm on the big fade of West Ham, but I So what I did with to fade West Ham was pick them to win, and they got beat 6-0. Um, and then Villa to beat Manchester United. So out of six, so Tottenham was the only one I got right out of the six money line plays. Five completely wrong is pretty special. Like, if you challenged me to do that, I couldn't do it. Like, well, only two money line plays for me, and I hit them both, Malcolm. I took Newcastle and I took Chelsea. Game, um, Newcastle, we both nailed to be fair. You put out, yeah, both to score and over two and a half. I said Newcastle to win. I did say Newcastle to win and both to score would. would would appeal had I not have got stung with that bet last week, but we did both nail that one. That was good. I got Chelsea the ladder Fulham game. Um, I made a good choice. I said to you, we can either go the Fulham route or we can go match totals. And I said Bournemouth were good for corners lately, so we went match totals, um, 10 and a half and upwards. Finished with 14 corners, 13 of them were to Bournemouth. Bournemouth were 13 yeah. up on the corners at one point. So Bournemouth, definitely another team to watch for corners because they're regularly hitting double figures at the moment. Uh, so we got a few four four steps up the ladder. I think we got over 13 and a half at about three to one. So not a bad little ladder there. Um, trying to think what else went with either the Liverpool game over 3.5. Um, Mayaka just got done. It needed, it had four teams to score two or more. The only one that didn't hit was Luton with one goal. Um, but I did put out, I said, over as league, Malgam. I said, over one and a half in all 10 games and over two and a half in all 10 games. The over one and a half hit was nine to two. Every game had two goals in it. Um, the over two and a half fell at the very first hurdle with Man City finishing 2 0. Didn't, didn't get a sweat out of it. Um, and I think it was a couple of other games, was there? Um, Trying to think now. I don't even think. Um, it might well, be. Sure. Just having a look through. Um, we ne- very nearly, but we were kind of robbed in our two silly uh, crossover bets because you, for the, for the Super Bowl and the Premier League, you took a Maka Aka, which was McCaffrey and <laughs> McAllister. McCaffrey scored, and then obviously McAllister blanked, and then McTominay pops up with a goal. And you were like, should've oh been, shit, yeah. I forgot about McTominay. So you should have gone. McCaffrey, McTominay. Especially because McTominay rice, was playing on the Sunday as well. Yeah. I went I went Rice, Rice, Baby, which was Declan Rice and Rashi Rice for Kansas. And Declan Rice scores, who never scores. And then Rashi Rice blanked in the Super Bowl. So um, the name game um, parlays nearly came in. But alas, they didn't. And just in terms of the, the games, like I said, I thought the entire weekend was a little bit underwhelming. Um and I know part of that was because my picks were all dog shit. But I watched Match of the Day. I watched a lot of the highlights back. And on my list of eye catchers, Baz, I haven't got one. Like, um, no, I was going to make a bit of a thing out of Chelsea tonight, big and shit. But then they've scored two late goals and I can't really burst their bubble having eventually got it done 3-1. They look crap, but then if you look crap and win. Um, I've got, yeah, I've got absolutely nothing. Like, it was just a very... Very vanilla weekend, I think. Yeah, it was fairly underwhelming. Obviously, Arsenal fans would, yeah. would probably take exception to that because they went and absolutely spanked West Ham, um, which was a good performance from them. I thought, from a Newcastle point of view, I thought we were a little bit fortunate. That penalty not given on a one-year would be given most weeks for most teams. Um, and I do have sympathy with Forest fans who who were raging about that. Um because if it was the other end, I would expect it to be given as a penalty because 
what we've seen in recent weeks are the ones that are given as penalties. Um, we would have had no complaints if that was given. I was I was very surprised he wasn't sent to look at that. Uh, but good result for us. Again, it's another away win, which is good. We sort of got that, uh, got over that sort of jinx now. Um, but yeah, nothing really stood out. Chelsea first half tonight were absolutely atrocious. But as you say, they've come and come through and won it in the end. Luton was the big surprise and let me let me down all over the place, Luton. Um, but there you go. It is what well, it is. Yeah, but we, we we did comment that we got to this stage where, for the first third of the season, Luton was kind of almost like a little novelty story, and then they got a couple of good results. And then last weekend, you had to go like I picked them in last man standing. Yeah, I mean the the three to four. On the money line, like if you, you would have had no under no circumstances, would you have thought Luton would end up as a three to four favourite for any game? And they just scored four way Newcastle, and then they go and throw that in against of all teams, Sheffield United. So, um, the weekend's going to be interesting to see how quite a lot of teams react because we didn't see Wolves getting beat. Um, Villa Man United, I still think Villa was kind of the right side, um, but. Villa are on that little slump in Man United, which is a good sign if you're them. And uh, Courtney's just joined us in the chat. Is getting away with it is a good sign. Chelsea got away with it tonight. Um, you could say probably Newcastle got away with it the weekend. And if you can't be great, um, if you can't play well every week, then getting away with it is a great thing to do. And Man United are showing their ability to do that um, as well. Yeah, so, that, that was another success for me. I had Manchester United to score two or more. Uh, team totals. So that was another one. So I actually done all right, really, from this week's picks. Especially I took Bournemouth. I think we both took Bournemouth as our um, underdog play as well, which was a good one. So yeah, uh, you know, plenty, of, plenty of good stuff. The ladder was the big bonus for me, and and that over one and a half acre hitting was was obviously good. Keep we've got to keep an eye on it because the goals are just flying in again, like every yeah. week. It's, it's relentless. So I'm going to keep riding that over two and a half because there was only two games fell short. The Man City game. And the Wolves game both finished 2 0. So we're two goals away from hitting a hundred to one shot. It was. I'm sure, what, what was it a hundred to one? I'm sure it was it was a big price you put out. Big yeah. price. I can't remember. Um yeah, it was a hundred and ten to one for wow. all games to go over two and a half goals. Um am I two goals away from it at the end? So you know, a whisker away. Gotta keep gotta keep trying that. Yeah, you but said we'll get one of them in between now, between now and the end of the season, team ride. Uh Everyone pile onto that every week, and we'll have one, we'll have one good winner. Uh, my Liverpool shots ladder was the only thing that sort of got me out the shit a little bit. Um, bottom rung was twenty two. I think it finished on twenty five. Um, so yeah, that that helped a little bit. Um, who else has joined us? We just said Courtney's in. Um, Michael and uh, Callum as well. Good evening, people. How are we doing? Um, so yeah, Champions League. So I was sitting this afternoon. Not really concentrating, a little bit hungover, well, very tired. Go to Champions League, Martin. Could we, could we have a little tit list talk? Ah, right. I think I know who you want to put on the tit list. Oh, well, absolutely. Well, it's it's, it's it... one of two, um, and it's Liverpool related, as you know. You know exactly yeah. where I'm coming from. But it's not Klopp. It's not Klopp on this occasion, and it all stems from this ridiculous um, argument from Liverpool fans last week about Arsenal over-celebrating their win. Yeah, I hate this celebration police thing, like, oh, look, you think you've won it. Like, let clubs and fans celebrate any win, however they want. Newcastle fans, your team gets... Everyone gets stuck in them every week when they have their 
dressing room photo and stuff like that. Yeah. Arsenal won a massive game there. They're entitled to celebrate how they want. And Jamie Carragher starts. So he's the first possibility is Carragher because he started by saying, oh, you've won the game. Get off down the tunnel and enjoy yourself. You don't need to milk it. That was ridiculous. I think, Baz, can I just defend Carragher a little bit? His exact wording was something that Neil Warnock said. So I think he was a little bit tongue-in-cheek because he said, enjoy it, but enjoy it by being disciplined is what he tweeted. And Neil Warnock famously said that like after a game. So it's something that people say um, rather than he just said it. But no, I'll, he, he I'll doubled, he, I'm sure he doubled down on it on Twitter with someone as well. But anyway, right. the, main, the, the, the follow-on from that was Curtis Jones being asked about yes, it a week later. One, and uh, he said... Um, you know, Liverpool fans, there's a big thing about Liverpool fans and the noise they make. And then there's Jurgen Klopp and his fist pumps to the fans. And that's kind of our thing. And if teams want to copy that, then fair, that's on them. So so suddenly um, teams are copying Liverpool by celebrating the victory. Um, I thought that was a bit of a, a definite nomination for the test. It was just a stupid thing to say. Like, um, yeah, it's all right when we do it, uh, but that's because it's our thing since, since, since when. Um, so it's not very often. I mean, it's not very often I get I stick up for Arsenal, um, as our Arsenal listeners will know. But yeah, on this occasion, I think they were entitled to celebrate that how they wanted. And the Curtis Jones one was just ridiculous. That that's our thing. Stop stop copying off us. I could see a really good Twitter thread. Someone had put up of um, things that Liverpool have invented or taken credit for. And it started with Curtis Jones. Liverpool invented celebrating, but they've invented. All, all sorts of things. They invented warming up. They invented scoring. They invented training. Just long ball was stopped. there, wasn't it? Um, I seen I seen that thread. There was like a long ball passed to someone, wasn't it? And just saying, yeah. Have you seen this? No, that team could do this. And it was just a long ball to Salah. Yeah. Um. It was, yeah. It was. It was an amusing thread. Obviously, a bit tongue in cheek, but uh, yeah. So Curtis Jones is my nomination for the tit list this week. Yeah, Michael's right that Liverpool did that Mexican wave when they drew it home to West Brom once. He had them all lined up across the pitch, didn't he, holding hands, doing that thing. Yeah. Way, way. After a 2-2 with the West Brom. So, I mean, if, do you want Curtis Jones on there, Baz? Who, I, 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 think, you, I think we've got to have a Liverpool entrance, entrant on the, on the list. Well, we still got Jordan, well, we've got Jordan Henderson and Michael Owen, so it is. Okay. But you can take off Owen, or you could possibly take off Mike Dean at this point because he's been on quite a long time. And yeah, Mike Dean can come off. It's, it's right, getting, okay. getting very Liverpool. And Liverpool fans probably don't claim Michael Owen as their own anymore. Nobody claims Michael Owen anymore. No, everyone's absolutely disowned him. Go, Curtis Jones. He'd have been a long shot a couple of weeks ago to make it onto the list of all the people. Curtis Jones is on the tit list with Mark Goldbridge, John Henderson, Michael Owen. Uh, Rio Ferdinand and Mikel Arteta bring up the uh, the rest of the tip list. Yeah, so we're going to make some Champions League picks. Like I say, um, I was sitting handicapping the championship because I hadn't even looked what was going on. And then Barry messaged me about five o'clock and said, do you realise the Champions League's on tomorrow? I was like, nope. So hastily pivoted away. So I've got two championship picks for later on, Baz, that no nice. one's asked for. And I'm going to give them out. If I did seven minutes work, you're going to hear about it. But we will, uh, we will get to the the Champions League, um, once we've told you first about. Ooh, underdog fantasy. Um, great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL and college basketball. Pick high roller on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Win 100 times your money 
with the spicy plays. Watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with our promo code PLGP and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code PLGP. Okay. So, yeah, this is I quite enjoyed the uh, getting into these Champions League games, Baz. It's not as exciting as it was when um, Newcastle were in it. It was much better then. Um, but there's some decent-looking games. This time around, we have... Oh, is it the round of 16, isn't it? So there's four... You have the first four ties um, in the in the round of 16. And we just start on Tuesday night. Why can't I find the freaking page? Um what type of these competitions? Let's find the right page, Baz. Hang on. Tuesday at 8 o'clock, which is 3 p.m. Eastern time. First off is FC Copenhagen against Manchester City. Copenhagen are 11 to 1. The draws at 5 to 1. Manchester City are 1 to 4, uh, minus 400. So Copenhagen um, finished second. In what was quite a wild group, uh, group A was the group that Bayern Munich won, that Manchester United and Galatasaray, and they all just beat each other four three every week. Um, but there was so there were, yeah there was tons of goals in this, but actually, um, Copenhagen were quite steady in it. Uh, they won two, drew two, lost two, scored eight, conceded eight. Um, so but the two home wins. Uh, so the, the two wins did come at home um, where you'd expect them to be more competitive against Galatasaray and Manchester United. Um, they only lost 2-1 uh, at home to Munich, so they weren't terrible. Um, but, I mean, Man City are just in such a spot at the moment. They're actually now unbeaten in 19 Champions League games, Baz. Obviously, they're the holders. Um, so you tag six on already this season. And then it was 13 prior to that. So 19 games unbeaten. So you wouldn't really fancy Copenhagen even at 11 to 1. They won six out of six in what was a relatively easy group. Um, it was Young Boys and Red Star Belgrade who were a gimme. Leipzig were really the only challengers. And Manchester City brushed them aside as well. Um, but Red Star Belgrade and Young Boys are probably decent comparison to Copenhagen. They're not top tier. They're not from top European leagues. Um, Manchester City scored three goals in all of those away games. Um, again, so the, the clues are there. Um, so the prices, I looked at two bets here. I looked at the Manchester City team total over two and a half. That's an even money. Um, so I've actually gone for something a little bit bigger, which is the match total over three and a half. So we can give Copenhagen a goal because they're capable or Manchester City might get four. Barry's shaking his head, so um, I don't know what he's going with. Uh, Man City to win to nil, I reckon, Baz looks like. But no, so I'm going to take the match total of over three and a half. Man City can win this 3-1 or 4-0. Uh, that's 11-8 to eight plus 137. Baz, why shaking your head? Um, it's the Copenhagen goal. That is the problem, Malcolm. You can have a 4-0. You can have that. Thank um, you. I mean, the, the two teams met in the group stage last season. Nil-nil uh, was the score in Copenhagen and 5-0 to Man City in the home leg. So, Copenhagen failed to score in those two. Um, 
they're in the middle of a mid-season break. They they stopped playing in early December and they don't start playing their league again until next week, I think. So they come into this with a, a bit of a lack of any competitive football. They've had a lot of friendly stuff and they play this Atlantic tournament, which is basically just a made-up tournament for teams who haven't got any games to play. Um, Man City have come through the group with a 100% record and I think they'll, they'll certainly get past Copenhagen and I think they'll, they'll get through with two wins here but it, it does make it difficult for a start point when, when Man City are away from home at one to four but as you say they've, they've got this winning run in the Champions League they've won 10 in a row now in all competitions and they've kept a clean sheet in six of those 10 games now earlier in the season we were taught, taking teams to get a goal against City but they are getting more clean sheets at the moment as I mentioned the two fixtures last season saw two Man City clean sheets Copenhagen one of the strongest results of the group was a nil-nil against Bayern, um, which shows they can be competitive in games, but struggle to score. Um, so I'm going to keep going with, with with the clean sheet angle here. I'm taking City to win to nil at 10 to 11. Um, that's my pick. Copenhagen v Man City. Man City win to nil. Man City to win to nil for Bars. Rick wants the handicap, minus 132 for City, minus one and a half. Uh, so yeah, the 4 nil fits absolutely all of those. Um, Nicholas Rio uh, has joined us and he uh, listens for a while and it's his first time um, watching us live so hello mate, welcome along uh, there's loads of people in the chat who haven't said hello so stick your hand up um, one guess what I'm watching on the telly Baz um, 10.30 I don't know Master Chef Sex, Sex in the City obviously that was a price wasn't it 80 to 1, priced up sex in the city. Um, second game on Tuesday, 8 o'clock, 3 o'clock Eastern, is RB Leipzig against Real Madrid. Leipzig are, ooh, a little bit of line movement, yes, yeah, since um, in the last five or six hours, actually. Uh, Leipzig were 21 to 10, um, plus 210, are now into 2 to 1. Uh, the draw remains at 13 to 5, plus 260. And Real Madrid have eased slightly. Um, we're six to five plus one twenty, and now five to four plus one twenty-five. So I don't know what that's all about, uh, but a little bit of money for Leipzig here, Baz. What says you? Yeah, so the Leipzig came through the same group as Man City. Came through as runners-up. They did lose both games to Man City, and won both ties against Young Boys and Red Star, coming through with twelve points. But they aren't in great form coming into this. Just one win in the last six league games. They've lost three of those six as well. Madrid, on the other hand, have come into this on an unbeaten streak now of 27 games unbeaten inside 90 minutes. There have been some defeats in, in extra time cup competitions. They've won 21 of those 27 games as well. Now, they have got some injuries, not least the injury to Bellingham, who, who will miss out. But just given the respective form of the two sides and that really long unbeaten streak for Madrid, I feel you've got to take them here at plus money. I think they're a good price. I know... They can get the job done over two legs. They don't necessarily need the result here in the away leg. But I just think the price is attractive. I think Madrid on the money line at six to five is, is good enough for me to take them. Um, Serial's putting up Madrid draw no bet is, is a sort of safer way of playing it, um, if you want to call it that. But I, I'm, I'm confident enough to take Madrid on the money line here at six to five. So I'll take Madrid to beat Leipzig at six to five plus 120. Um, team ride by score sign, yeah. Uh, there was a couple of things really. So Leipzig 
they did come out of that group. And it was a fairly straightforward group, but they lost comfortably um, to Manchester City both times. Um, they are not doing great at home. They're, they're in fifth uh, in the Bundesliga, but one win in six, lost two of the last three in the league at home. Um, and Madrid were just flying. Um, won six out of six. The, the three away games, uh, Braga, Napoli and Union, uh, not gimmies. That, it's a, that's a better standard of competition than uh, Young Boys, Red Star, etc. And in great form domestically, won eight and nine. Uh, they've won 10 out of 12 uh, of their home games. All the form lines are just good enough. Every form line you looked at, um, and six to five or five to four, whatever we're looking at now, is a, a perfectly reasonable price pass. So sometimes, um, not needing to overcomplicate it, uh, we will take Madrid, our fully agreed bars, on the money line. Uh, we move along to Wednesday. Once I've told you about Hall of Fame bets, helping us win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. Uh, Hall of Fame bets is a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. You can research NFL. NBA and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Put your parlays into the optimizer tool in Hall of Fame bets and you'll get expected probabilities. Hit rates broken down by a leg. Um, players hit rates sorted by value. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. I've seen this Sex in the City, Baz, about two weeks ago. What's the chances of that? I've yeah. never watched an episode of Sex in the City, Morgan. I can't have watched about four. I can't catch a break this weekend. Uh, Monday night, and I'm still running into bad fortune. I'm doubled up Sex in the City episode. Um, yeah, so Lee Smith's just pointing out that um, Bellingham is out for Madrid. Now, I don't know if that's... Is that new news? Because that might be what's just changed the... Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I literally mentioned that in my analysis of the game, Malcolm, but obviously you weren't listening. Um, well, I'm no, saying you if uh, Carrie was going to follow Mr Big off that boat, wasn't it? That might be the news that moved the lines, though, Baz, rather than... Uh, yeah, he, he, he was ruled out before today. I think he got picked up in yeah. um, Wednesday, 8 o'clock, Lazio will take on Bayern Munich... Four to one. More like a bit of line movement here, Baz, as well. Um, that's your clipped in a quarter of a point. They were 17 to four, um, plus 425, and now four to one. The draws drifted out slightly to three to one. Uh, Bayern Munich are steady at four to six, minus 150. Lazio came out of their group in second place with 10 points. Um, they beat Celtic and Feyenoord and drew with Atletico in their three home games. Um, they're only eighth in Syria, but they're in decent form. They're, they're trending in the right direction. They have won five of seven. I struggle to find any patterns with them in terms of goals, um, both teams to score or over-under, stuff like that. Munich were another team that cruised their group, that, that group that had Manchester United in and Copenhagen. They won five of the six games. They did make kind of heavy weather of a few of them, Um and they haven't been stellar back in the Bundesliga. They're five points behind Leverkusen now, having got turned over by Leverkusen on Saturday, 3-0. Struggled with patterns as well um, for, for them. So I think Lazio can get involved. Like I said, the over-under in both teams to score are very similar prices. Um, they're both quite short. 
Um, but again, Baz, I'm uh, I'm running scared a bit, so I'm happy to take a safe one. Both teams to score. Uh, it's three to four, minus one thirty-three. What are you smirking at? Have you gone the opposite way again? No, no, not the opposite way. I just you've you've come up with a choice of two there, and you've went for a different one to me. Oh, okay, but I've gone similar thinking on the games. I think we're in the same ballpark anyway. I think Lazio currently sitting eighth in Syria, qualified here as runner-up behind that. Let it go. Uh, finishing ahead of Feyenoord and Celtic. They did, didn't have a ton of goals in their games. They only scored seven in their six games, so only conceded seven as well. So not a huge amount of goals in the Champions League stuff. Bayern, on the other hand, topped the group five wins and a draw. The only points they dropped was in that Copenhagen nil-nil I mentioned earlier. But Lazio are in good form here coming in, in, in the league. They've just won defeat in the last seven games. And they can be competitive at home. Um, they picked up seven points in the group stage in the home games. The Drew versus that let it go, and they won the other two at home. So, like you, I think they can get involved here and play their part. Bayern were obviously rocked by Leverkusen at the weekend, beaten 3 0, and a result that puts Leverkusen firmly in the driving seat in the Bundesliga. It shows teams can score against this Bayern side. They've got one clean sheet in the last six competitive games now. And in the Champions League, Galatasaray scored against them home and away. Copenhagen scored at home against Bayern. And Man United put three past them in, in one of those games. So, like you, I think Lazio can, can play the part, um, particularly. And Lazio could get a result here. In the home leg, you know, the form is good enough. But I think a safer play is goals. And, and like you, I've gone for a short one. I think Lazio can score, but I'll take Bayern to potentially nick it. So, I'm going to go for the over two and a half goals. So pick for me Lazio v Bayern over two point five goals at eight to eleven. On the same page here, Baz. So far, a little bit uh, unnerving. The final game for the four this week um, is PSG taking on Real Sociedad. Um, PSG are four to six minus one fifty. The draw fourteen to five plus two eighty, and Sociedad are seventeen to four plus four twenty five. Bring us home, Baz. Yes, um, PSG, unbeaten in 16 games now. They've won eight of the last nine and they've scored two or more goals in all of them nine games. The last two defeats did come in the Champions Leagues, AC Milan and Newcastle. But they've been in consistent form in the domestic league. Um, now, I know PSG on playing the same calibre of opponents in, in domestic football as they are in the Champions League. But but they're in very, very good form. You know, you can only beat what's in front of you. And they're regularly beating them and scoring plenty of goals. Real Sociedad, on the other hand, have got no win in the last four and they've failed to score in four consecutive games. So I couldn't I couldn't understand why PSG are only four to six yet. As the home team, I think it's a really good price. Um it, it's too too short for a, for a pick. It's not where I've gone, but I think for me, I would want PSG in it at four to six every time. And as I say, I know the Champions League's a step up from what they, they used to play in, um, but I just thought there would be a shorter price in that. And, and so that makes them attractive to me as a pick. Uh, it makes them attractive to score two or more at eight to 11. But I'm prepared to be a bit bold. I'm going to take PSG on the handicap to win by two or more. And I'm getting a good plus money price, plus 175, so seven to four for that. Sociedad are strong enough defensively. I know that's probably what you'll come and say next. Um, but the form, <laughs> the form line is 
full of games where they failed to score. They, as I say, they haven't scored in the last four. They didn't score in the last two Champions League games. And if they fail to score here, then the handicap's definitely in play. With PSG at home, they've won seven of the last nine games by two or more goals. And I just think the price is, is too big. Um, so I'm taking here PSG to beat Real Sociedad by two or more. So on the handicap, minus 1.5. That's a price of seven to four plus 175. Yeah, the, the two parts of this, Bas, is you look at the numbers and you're absolutely right. It's, it jumps off the page. But then you think back, because we watched PSG a lot. That They were in Newcastle's group. And I think they were very fortunate to get out of the group. But for large oh, parts of that campaign, they were sitting in third or fourth. Like they, they was the, took the last 20 minutes on match day six for them to score a goal. And then for Milan to hit us on the break. And all of a sudden, they were in it. I mean, if this was Celtic against Sociedad, and you look, Celtic have won eight in a row against Bonnie Rig Rose and Oki Locky Thistle, like you, you can't put them up at the same thing. So it's, it's a similar kind of thing. Like, so it's hard to evaluate who PSG are turning over. What does stand out is how much Sociedad are struggling. Sociedad were kind to us, really kind to us in that group stage. We backed them on the money line three or four times, um, and we, we uh, they, they cashed um, a few of the times that we did we did pick them. So. Um, I mean, you say, yeah, PSG got out of that group on goal difference, but at home, they did beat Dortmund 2-0, they did beat Milan 3-0. Um, Sociedad, like I say, just dropped off though a little bit, really hard to break down, poor form at home uh, in the last four, like you said, 0-1, 0-0, So I've gone, I've gone under two and a half bars. Um, I just, I think PSG with the step up of this competition, especially getting back into it as well, because they haven't played regularly since I mean, when is it October? Oh no, like early December when this finished, wasn't it? Um, so they've got to step back up. So it might take them a game or two to get back into the into the the habit of playing this kind of opposition. So they'll probably win. I'll give them a two 0 Baz again. That fits everyone. I'm going to take the under two and a half goals, Baz. Which is slightly odds on. I think the books are onto it, having looked at Sociedad's form. Uh, the under two and a half is 13 to 15, which is minus 115. Um, Stephen B has just turned up. Stephen, how are you? Nice to see you. Um, so, yeah, that's my pick in there, Baz. Do you have uh, any other Champions League stuff to get to? No, that's it for the Champions League for me. I have put up together a little treble um, in League Two. Because as as you say, having our eyes on the uh, Super Bowl, we were all focused on Super Bowl and party and all of that sort of stuff. Took our eye off the midweek slate, and it wasn't until today we realised the Champions League. So I thought we were going to be handicapping League One, League Two, all of that sort of stuff, and I, and I enjoy handicapping those stuff. So I have pulled together a little overs treble. Um, so we might as well pull off some some EFL picks. I know you picked a couple in the Championship, but I'll just quickly put out my um, League Two treble, which is. Newport County versus Notts County, Stockport, Stockport versus Crew, and Tranmere versus Morecambe, all to be over two and a half goals. Uh, it's a four to one treble. So a little treble on over two and a half, Newport v County, Stockport v Crew, and Tranmere v Morecambe, four to one. Little uh, team total treble for tomorrow night on the uh, the League Two stuff. Yeah, well, I had, we hadn't intended to do any. Um... BFL stuff, but like you say, we were hung over, not realizing this was on. So I've got, I have made two picks in the championship. 
And if I've wrote this shit down, I'm going to tell you about it. Uh, the first one, actually, Baz, jumps off the page by a mile. So this is Tuesday night, uh, quarter to eight kickoff, and it's Leicester against Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Leicester three to one on the draws at nine to two. Chef Wed all the way out at seventeen to two plus eight fifty. Um, just because the two teams are completely and utterly um, operating in different spheres at the moment. Uh, Leicester eleven points clear at the top. They won three in a row. Uh, Two point zero seven goals per game at home. They beat Stoke five nil. Um, second to last time out. Uh, the last home game they won three one. I think was Swansea City. And Sheffield have been on our radar a little bit because we faded them in the FA Cup last week against Cov away from home and they got duffed up 4-1 in that one. Um, they did beat Birmingham at home last week, but beating Birmingham at home is a bit like beating Sheffield United in the Premier League. You can't really count it because they're absolute dog shit. Um, they have won two, drawn one and lost 12 of their 15 away games. Um, and in their last two away games in the league, so they conceded four at Cov uh, in the last two league games. They conceded four at Huddersfield and they conceded four at Southampton. I mean, Leicester City are in incredible form. Leicester on the handicap is even money, Baz. Um, minus one and a half uh, is is even money, plus 100. So, and that just, like I say, Leicester really are a Premier League team operating uh, in the Championship in the morning. And Sheffield Wednesday are absolutely struggling. So I'll take Leicester on the handicap. And secondly, uh, this game is might be on Wednesday night, actually. Yeah, quarter to eight on Wednesday. It's a Huddersfield Town and Sunderland game. Um, Huddersfield 13 to 5 plus 260. The draw 23 to 10. And Sunderland are 11 to 10 plus 110. So Huddersfield's sitting in 21st, but showing signs alive, Huddersfield. They had three 1 1s in a row. They then had that aforementioned 4 0 win against Sheffield Wednesday. And on Saturday at Southampton, they were 2 0 up at half time. Um, they got themselves 3-2 in front, conceded a few late doors, ended up getting beat 5-3. But like I say, they're, uh, the, the, they're showing signs of like Sunderland have levelled out a little bit under Ian Beale, um, sitting seventh in the league. They have won two of the last three. Um, but they've still only won four of 15 away from home. So I wouldn't be taking them at 11-10 with that sort of record. At the prices, this league's hard. We say it all the time. At the prices, Huddersfield are very, very live in this. The Sunderland fans will be back in mel- meltdown. Because uh, Huddersfield have been scoring goals, thirteen to five plus two sixty is too big, uh, so I'll take Huddersfield to roll over the Mackhams pass. Nice, I really like the Leicester pick. Um, Huddersfield one, not looked at it in great detail, but the Leicester pick, just as you say, talking through it, absolutely love that one. Champion. Um, well, that's my picks picked. Uh, do you have anything else you would like to tell the people? No, I'm just going to go and finish my uh, another glass of red and then get warmed up and uh, have a nice long sleep. Um, in, have a nice lovely sleep. Well, I'm going to have one because I didn't get out of bed until 3 p.m., Baz. Um, so I'm probably going to struggle. I'm going to have to knock out at least another half a series of uh, carrying the girls going for brunch before <laughs> I can sleep tonight. So <laughs> we'll have to see how that pans out. Um, Courtney's just trying to. Wind us up in the chat bars. She's a right agitator, Courtney. Does nothing but get in there and agitate us. Thanks everyone who joined us in the chat because it was uh, been it busy. Was buzzing tonight. Uh, you want me? It's been very busy. Yeah, um, I'm very sure they'll all busy. stick the thumbs up on the YouTube when they're done as well. Um, yeah, and keep you know we don't have to keep pestering people for uh, Spotify's. Right now. We've hit 100. 
Um, yeah. so, you know, we can obviously push push for more. Um, but yeah, we're still making progress on the YouTube. So lots, lots of new people joined in the last week, so that's good to see. Uh, keep subscribing if you don't already subscribe on YouTube. Uh, if you get us up to a thousand subscribers, we can start putting the chapters on properly again, and then people can stop badgering me for not having chapters on the YouTube stream. Uh, um, so yeah, thank it's good to have the Champions League back because uh, between now and uh, all the way through the summer, loads of stuff. Obviously, we're going to have exciting title races, um, the culmination of the cup competitions, and all the European stuff as well. So absolutely tons for us to get on the horse. Um, appreciate it, Baz. Well done, mate. Good effort. Um, enjoy your glass of wine. We will be back usual Wednesday, yes, to do the Premier League. Well, it's Valentine's Day, Malcolm. I'll probably be romancing. You know me, I'm a right Casanova. Um, so we'll we'll see. Um, maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Um, I've got the usual double bubble bars. It's um, the IT department's birthday tomorrow, isn't it? So I've got <laughs> the birthday straight into Valentine's Day. Um yeah, it's a fiasco. I sent the kid, sent the kid up to Tesco's with my bank card earlier on. Said, "Go and buy your mother some shite she doesn't want, and we'll give it to her in the morning." So that sorted that out. Um, yeah, she's lucky to have me. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday because there's no way Barry will be romancing anybody. Um, <laughs> until then, though, I'm going to see if that ginger one can hold on to our man for the next couple of episodes, and we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>